Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Although Tim Boyle playing, why? I mean, that's why I was confident in taking the Browns. <laughs> Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast, a subsidiary partner, uh, parent company successor, assignee, assign or releasee, release or, and any other uh, arrangement that can be possibly considered of the Touchline Media Group based out of London. Uh, I'm Asa Smith, uh, your host, uh, aka The Twig. I'm with uh, my co-host, Greg, aka The Stump or Stumpy, depending on the day. And we are here to talk to you about the pointy ball and the round ball, both of which are called football, neither of which are rugby. Um, We don't talk about rugby. I don't really know how you play it. It's a very confusing game to me. It seems like uh, just an option offense with no downs. Uh, So anybody wants to explain rugby to me? Pretty much. Yeah. I, I played for three months. On a team in Chicago, uh, I would like to explicitly add, I did one contact practice and I quit about three days <laughs> after that. Uh, but yeah, it's basically just option offense with no downs. The, the, the actual, like that part of it is fairly easy to understand. It's all the other stuff where it gets, like when you throw in scrums and all of that shit, that's where I get confused. So my understanding of a scrum is that basically it's like a fumble, but only one team is allowed to get the, whatever, I don't care. Uh, again, we're not talking about that football. That's that's a different football. Uh, the two footballs we talk about are soccer and American football. Uh, this episode is brought to you by whoever Blue Wire Podcast, which is our host and daddy, uh, decides to put in. And the Smith Workforce Management Group for all of your NIL business law, family law in the states of California, New York, and Michigan. Uh, and general business and legal advice, check out the Smith Workforce Management Group, smithworkforce.com. 
All right. Since since there's there's no guests this week, it's just the two co-hosts. Uh, I'm going to do something that I that I rarely do, which is uh, I'm going to monologue for a second. Oh. I'm going to monologue for a second about the fact that Michigan State did something yesterday that I it's not unforgivable and it's totally predictable, but like I need to work this shit out and I'm going to do it in like the quickest and most efficient way possible. Which is so saying, uh, it's just cheaper to do this than to go to therapy. Yeah, I mean, men will start a podcast instead of going to therapy. <laughs> Which, uh, hey, everybody. Uh, so Michigan State, um, I I went into this game like I I, I made jokes on this podcast like oh forty two thirty eight they're going to do it blow sunshine but we all said like I mean maybe Michigan State plus nineteen and a half was a good bet it wasn't nope. it wasn't it. it you could have doubled it and you would have lost. Um, that was the worst loss uh, that Michigan State has suffered against Ohio State ever. Nice. Ever. In the history of that series. So they've been playing for a very long time. And there have been a lot of very good Ohio State teams and a lot of very bad Michigan State teams. To wit, in 2002, uh, Michigan State was coached by Bobby Williams. Ohio State won a national title. They didn't lose by 49. <laughs> And, you know, like a lot of it's schematic and a lot of it was like game script, like Michigan State was like driving down 14, nothing. And then they miss a field goal and then they're driving down 21, nothing. And they fumble. And then like, all right, well, that's that. Um, Kenneth Walker apparently got hurt. Xavier Henderson got hurt. Um, Michigan State is not deep. They've lost. We haven't talked about it on this podcast, but they lost their best offensive lineman. Um, it's the, the when asked what's up with him, the the official response is it's medical. Um, there are rumors that are not well sourced about what it actually is. I'm not going to repeat them because, um, uh, because that's not my place, uh, and it's not, uh, verified, but, um, suffice to say that we hope that, uh, whatever's going on there is good and happy and gets figured out. Uh, so Jarrett Horst, whenever you want to come back, you should, if you can, whatever. The point is, is that when you lose your best offensive, <laughs> offensive lineman and you go up against Ohio state, you're not going to have a good time. So all of which is to say that this does not invalidate the Michigan state season. It does not invalidate what Mel Tucker has done. This team can still go 10 and two shit. If this team goes nine and four, it was what? Five more wins than Vegas thought four more wins Four more, four more wins than Vegas thought. So like we had them at eight and four and we were considering ourselves optimistic. Yeah. So like Michigan state can go nine and three in the, in the regular season and then lose to, Oh God, it would be South Carolina, wouldn't it? No. South Carolina is going to be bowl out. They're going to have six wins. They're going to go to like the worst SEC bowl they can go to. Michigan State's going to like the Fiesta Bowl. If Michigan State loses to Penn State, they're not going to the Fiesta Bowl. I don't think they're going to lose to Penn State. Sean Clifford is broken. That's fair. That's fair, but I don't know. I think you could probably put up 220 on this secondary. Uh, I probably could. Um, so, so I, th- I think that like, if, if Michigan state wins this weekend, I, I do think Fiesta Bowl is the answer and great. That'd be fun. Hopefully it's against Cincinnati who, uh, I mean, kind of bullshit though. If, uh, if Ohio state beats Michigan and Michigan gets to go to the Rose bowl, that's kind of bullshit. Yeah. But it's, they've been setting it up for a long time. Like I, as much as people want to say like, Oh, the committee is about picking the best four teams. No, they're not. They're about making money. And they're about setting up to make sure that money is made. And let, guess what? 
Michigan at the Rose Bowl will sell a lot of tickets, especially if, and we'll get to the Pac-12 after I'm after we're done with this stuff. But the Pac-12 might um, conceivably send um, Oregon State. That'd be really funny. <laughs> or Washington uh, State, which would be funny, and it's a different way. That would be very funny in a different way. Yeah, I've already, to, to, to make a point, if Michigan does make the Rose Bowl, I put in, Michigan lets you, like, pre-order all your tickets. You just have to tell them how many you want, and then whatever bowl you make, they'll, like, auto-charge you. So I have four tickets to the Rose Bowl if they make it. Well, that's great. I, I live fairly close. That that sounds like a, a fun uh, New Year's Day activity uh, for me, you, and my daughters. Because I assume those are, are those the other two tickets, right? No. I like how I'm assuming that I'm getting a ticket. I don't think I'm getting a ticket. You can have a ticket. I don't care. All right. Nice. Uh, so, okay. We're not going to use the other two. On As much as I love the uh, niches, we're not going <laughs> to use tickets on two people who are going to sleep through most of the game and shit themselves at least once because I'm already there. There's already one of us that's going to do that. <laughs> so, um, so anyways, like the, the thing is with Michigan state, like in a broad sense, and, and I don't feel the need to rant about this much more than I already have. Also, I just like to point out this also does not invalidate Mel Tucker getting his contract extension. for no. Number one, that like, the, the outcome of one game is not determinative of whether or not somebody has earned a contract. Number two, this is like you pointed out on an episode last week, we're repeating a process almost to a T 20 years later. So it's less of a, like, it's a less of a, this is a great idea. We need to sign this contract now. And more of a, like, listen, we think we found a guy, this money doesn't really matter. Might as well gamble on it. And coming back to that second point, this money doesn't matter. It's not real. Is she, say it, Ishibia? Ishbia. Ishbia. Uh, has basically paid for this himself, which is like, I want to say it's 140th of his net worth or something like that. Like, this uh, is a rounding error to him. Yeah, I mean, he's he's got um, a net worth in the, in the, in the mid-billions. But yeah, he's like $4 billion, and this is a $95 million contract. Like he doesn't he care about his taxes. <laughs> um, he doesn't care. So, the, and also the thing is, is that like this actually, from a certain point of view, sort of proves why it is a contract you needed to give. Because look at the difference between Michigan State and Ohio State on an individual level, and that was the whole thing. Like this game came down to the fact that Ohio State has three receivers and a running back and a quarterback who are all significantly better than anybody Michigan State could throw out there to stop them. You know, like I think Kirk Herbstreit, like over and over again, was like, this is so weird. Like the Michigan State secondary is like no fly zone. Where is that? Blah, blah, blah. And the, the answer is, is that D'Antonio stopped recruiting. <laughs> yeah, we, it hasn't been no fly zone in six years, Herbie. Yeah. So you've been, you've been paying attention? <laughs> it's a question. But so I, I think that it doesn't invalidate it. It's funny. It's fodder for, for jokes. And like the thing is, is that we crack a lot of jokes and we are about to crack a lot of jokes. Um, about about UConn football because of Tim Boyle, um, who's playing for the the, the Lions today. Um, but like it it's a it's a funny joke. It's like oh haha, Mel. I hope you you sign that contract extension before the game. And it's like yeah, I mean I do too. I hope that he signs it. That would be great. Yeah right. No, all the ones I saw was uh, Mel Tucker logging into DocuSign at halftime. <laughs> and look, that's funny. You can just you just pull it up uh, start initial initial finish. We're done. 
And if you have an account, we're not sponsored by DocuSign. I don't need to do this. Um, although I do love DocuSign. Like this is actually like a natural thing. Like it's a great It's great made a function. lot of things easier. And also uh, it turns out it's a solid investment because a lot of people are also too lazy to sign documents themselves. Think about where we've come as a society. Like it, like we, we have a, I'm sure that country, that, that company is valued in the hundreds of millions. Um, at least, at least. Yeah. I think a, a share is like 300 something. Yeah. So it's, it's certainly valued in the hundreds of millions, if not billions. Um, and the entire, the entire idea is, man, printing and scanning is hard. <laughs> it is hard, dude. <laughs> like that's the total idea of the company. And like, I love that. That's great. Because it is. I hate scanning things. It's very hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, all of which is to say about, about Michigan State, that game, like, it doesn't make Kenneth Walker a worse running back. It doesn't make Jaden Reed a worse wide receiver. It, 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 we didn't think the defense was good. It's not. We didn't think that the offensive line was good. It's not. Oh, man, you're way, you're way <laughs> off on how much this is valued. How much? Valued at $51.8 billion. That's their market cap. A okay. share is a share is mid two hundreds right now. All right, all right. Money is meaningless. Uh, dollars don't matter. Buy crypto because there's no world in which the the company that created the thing that lets you click a button to sign is is whatever. I'm not going to get mad about this today. Um, I have other things to be mad about today. That we, um, we didn't think about this in the first place. Yeah, I mean, that's obviously why I'm mad. I'm not mad that it's worth $51 billion. I'm mad because 15 years ago, I was like, man, this sucks. I hate signing things. <laughs> like, think about like when we were like, like filling out FAFSA or whatever, right? Yeah. And you're like, oh, why do I have to initial on every page? And like, why did my brain not go like, what if I didn't? <laughs> what if I just press a button 13 times, 13 initials? Click, initial. click, click, click. Yeah. We're good, we're good. Um, <laughs> damn it. Uh, okay, so um, the other team that we ostensibly pay attention to, Michigan, um, they had a good day, but it was against Maryland, and Maryland's real bad. Uh, yes. Like, and, and like, I, I got to tell you, like, I have some affinity for Maryland. Like, I, 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 I became, like, sort of a fan of them. Like, my, I have family who went there, or, you know, I, I dated a girl who went there, like, or sort of went there. Um, and, like, so, like, I always liked Maryland, um, but the fact that like it turns October 1st and they literally cannot play football anymore is the funniest yearly thing because back when it was like, Oh, haha, Maryland, they're on their fifth string quarterback. Well, like that was always sad because it meant quarterbacks one through four, like we're out for the season. That's not. Yeah. They're still doing that though. There's, like, yeah, they are still doing uh, that, but like. This one. Oh my God. No, somebody had a, um, was it wake who has their middle linebacker as their wildcat quarterback? Uh, I watched it last night. Oregon State. Oregon State does have a backup middle linebacker as a Wildcat quarterback. Um, oh, no, he is not a backup now. He is he is a starting middle linebacker who plays their Wildcat quarterback because he broke a uh, – it was fourth and two and he broke a 47-yard yeah. last night, which, look, I have never seen somebody, like, look so slow who was trying so hard. Like, it's he, like the – the opposite of uh, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, Lamar Jackson just looks like he's gliding across the ground. Whatever his name was, looks like he was trying really hard and <laughs> going like 14 miles an hour. I, I, the thing that I was thinking of is, you, you know in Looney Tunes, 
before somebody takes off and they like yeah. their legs are running, 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 but they're not going anywhere. Uh, that, but you know, whatever. Um, actually, just on the subject of Wildcat quarterbacks, have you seen what Southern Miss is doing? Yeah, they they're not a quarterback, so they're just letting everybody get get a shot at it. They don't have a quarterback. They're running Wildcat the entire time. Frank Gore Jr. went four for eight with two touchdowns. Yeah, <laughs> they're like five different players throwing throwing passes, which to me says that they're like truly leaning into the idea of like backyard football. It's like, no, you don't get to be all time quarterback. I want to be quarterback for a down. It's like, sure, if you don't throw an interception, you get the next one. Right. Um, I mean, so, they won too. Yeah, they won. Good. They're good. two and they're two and nine. What are they like? What are they going to lose? Another game, I suppose. But <laughs> hang on, they were eight for eight for thirteen total as a team. How many yards per attempt? Uh, they so thirteen attempts. Uh, probably somewhere in the probably somewhere in like the eights. Dude, you know what we would have killed to have a yards per attempt at somewhere in the eights yesterday? <laughs> Three touchdowns and one interception. It's a great day. That, that's, that's the platonic ideal of a Michigan State quarterback. They also had 200 yards rushing. I love it. I love it. I love everything that you're doing, Golden Falcons. I think that's their nickname. I'm going to go with that. Um, Golden Eagles. Great. Um, so uh, did Brett Favre go to Southern Miss? That sounds right. Yeah. Um, so, so the, the other news, like sort of like there were two top 10 teams that got blown the F out. Um, one of them was our Michigan State Spartans. The other one was our Oregon Ducks. Um, our our Pac-12 correspondent, RoboDuck, uh, is not here. Um, he claimed he was working. <laughs> He's sad. Um, I've, I, I got to tell you, I watched that game. Um, I have never seen an end of half go that way. That was really funny. Like touchdown, Oregon gets the ball with 25 seconds left. And, and like, look, like I understand I'm, I'm big 10, you know, Midwestern, but like 25 seconds left, you run a draw. It doesn't work. You, you kneel it out. Yeah. Right. Oregon did not do that. They went for it. They tried to score. They went three and out, they punted the ball and they gave a touchdown. <laughs> and it's like, that's like on the list of like every coaching clinic where someone's like, no, you should always be like pedal all gas, no breaks. Hashtag Texas. All gas, no breaks. Um, no, sometimes breaks. Sometimes steady pace. It's all. It's all good. Sometimes you got to you got to ease into your into your uh, your your motion. Um, the uh, so so Oregon Oregon's done. Pac-12's done uh, from a playoff perspective. But as we've said, I think on this podcast, certainly certainly we've talked about in the past. Um, people who focus exclusively on the playoff as the be all and end all of college football are missing the point. Um, and if you're saying like, Oh, well, Michigan state didn't win, I guess, guess their season's over. Yeah. That's what happens every year that Michigan state plays football. I don't know if you're aware of this, but Michigan state hasn't won a national title since the sixties. If your standard for watching Michigan state is winning national titles, I'm sorry, go be an Ohio state fan. Go be a Bama fan. Another thing, a bunch of Michigan fans were being like, ha ha, Mel- they paid Mel Tucker all that money to win nine to 10 games a year. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's, that's good. That's what Michigan State fans want. Like, you want, if he wins us nine to 10 games every year, and then like every couple of years, we either have a seven win season or we have an 11 win season. Yes, that's exactly, I'm 100% in. That so, is worth it for the $0 that I'm spending on it. Again, there is no salary cap. 
Like you can get mad about player salaries when it affects other players' salaries. You can get mad about coaches' salaries when it affects other coaches' salaries. Tom Izzo isn't hurting. It's fine. We don't need the Ishbia money for Tom Izzo. It's fine. And like, I, it's not my money. I don't care. And if Michigan State wins nine to 10 games a year, that means that every single year when they go and lose to Ohio State, if they just simply beat Ohio State, they win the Big Ten. Like, yeah. that's the thing about winning nine games a year. It means that, like, you're playing meaningful football in November, which um, not every team gets to do. So, yeah, I'd be super cool. If, if Mel Tucker, over the course of this contract, and I, like, who knows if he, if he, if he stays for 10 years. I, you know, I think that there's – he's an NFL – like, he was in the NFL a long time. So, anytime you got a guy who's been in the NFL a long time, like, there's always that question of whether he would want to go back. Um, he's, not, he's not staying the whole time. Yeah. But if he's, let's say he says stays six years, let's say we get to 2027. Um, and he wins over the course of that on average, nine and a half games per year, build a statue. Yeah. Build a statue. Are you kidding me? Do you know how hard it is to win nine and a half games a year at Michigan well, State? Maybe don't build a statue, but like endow something in his name. Yeah. Rename Spartan Stadium, Mel Tucker Field at Spartan Stadium. Sure. Assuming, you know, he doesn't do anything that makes us, um, morally hate me uh but like the I, thing- yeah that's why i said don't build a uh, statue because both penn state and michigan penn state at least did reconsider yeah. uh michigan is dragging their feet on something they should have done two years ago yeah uh so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna mention the guy who did it because i don't believe in doing that like when someone does something shitty like and they delete it i don't i don't feel the need to like point it out unless it's a corporate entity valley sports you suck um if you if if uh, dear readers, if you want to know what Valley Sports did, uh, just go see any of their tweets. Valley Sports Detroit. Any basketball tweet, uh, the first like 15 responses are what they did. Um, so screw you, Valley Sports. But like on an individual level, if someone like t- tweets something and then deletes it, it's like whatever, fine. But some guy, I think he was a reporter for, for some Michigan site or blog. Or- talking about the, the anniversary of Bo's death. Yeah. I, I watched, yeah, I respond to that. Uh, <laughs> Delete because was, that was such an easy dunk. He like said something like, "It's the 15th year anniversary of Bo's death. I was sick the day he died, so I wasn't in school, so I got to watch all the coverage. And every the way everybody spoke about him really showed how great of a man he was. And it was a picture of Bo's statue at Schembechler Hall. And like every response was, "Hey man, I don't know what your checklist for great man includes, <laughs> but uh, knowingly covers up sexual assault to protect the person he barely knows." isn't on mine and like i got i got enough responses from michigan fans who were like yeah he meant like i'm with you on this one he missed the mark that he really like you need to delete your entire account for a little while it's my favorite response to those is is like it's like the picture of the guy at a whiteboard it's like the best time to delete this tweet was immediately the second best time to delete this tweet is right now (laughs) yeah um but uh you know, anyways, uh, that is why generally uh, don't build statues of anybody. And if there's a statue of somebody who sucks, uh, take it down. It's not that big of a deal. They're not alive. They're not, their feelings won't be hurt. I promise. Um, anyways. Uh, there are people like Magic has a statue at Staples Center. And at Spartan, at, at Breslin. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, doesn't look like him though. It's like, it's, it's sort of like the Cristiano Ronaldo statue. <laughs> <laughs> that one should never be brought down. I don't care if he murders. It's art. 
a thousand people. Yeah, no, no. He, that is so wrong that it needs to be left as like a monument to God, to man's arrogance. Uh, and also, like Cristiano Ronaldo has done some things that probably prevent him from having a statue. Uh, on that note, um, Blue Wire Pod, now seems like a good time for an ad, huh? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I do think that was a good time for an ad. What yeah, no, that was a really good like, We were going on a roll that we shouldn't have been on. That was uh, <laughs> very helpful. So, um, so, so now we, we, I want to talk about um, for a second uh, the, the Pac-12 race um, because I think it's funny. Uh, but Oregon, so Oregon plays Oregon State in um, their rivalry game. I think it's on Friday. Um, this hey, weekend is weird. Uh, you know, the only- usually. Yeah. So the, the only game that you absolutely need to watch on Thanksgiving, and we'll talk about this in a second, it's not the Lions. You don't have to watch the Lions. You can choose not to. You can, you can watch the Macy's Day Parade. You can sleep in um, because Wednesday night's a, a big drinking mate, uh, hopefully, you know, safely outside with your friends, whatever. Um, but you don't have to watch the Lions. You do have to watch the Egg Bowl yeah. because this is Lane Kiffin's last game at Ole Miss. That man is going to Miami. <laughs> There has never been a better marriage of man and school than Lane Kiffin and Coral Gables. Yeah, that uh, <laughs> that sounds right. Like, if Miami can come up with the money, you got to do it. Um, and also, Mike Leach is always fun on the Egg Bowl. Uh, and, um, but anyway, so the Pac-12, uh, Oregon, Oregon State, they play, uh, if Oregon wins, they play Utah again in the Pac-12 championship game to go play um, whichever Michigan team makes it out to the Rose Bowl. Um, if Oregon loses, then like, depending on what happens in various other games, we could either have Oregon State in the Pac-12 championship or Washington State. Oregon State would be funny because Oregon State pretty recently was trash. And they, they but like, they, they've like, it's not funny how they've built. They just like have built a good program. Like, they're over under. We talked about it on this program. It was like, it was like two and a half wins. Yeah. They, they've really overachieved and they haven't overachieved in like a weird way. They've just built a strong, solid program. They're seven and four right now. So it's not like they're like lighting the world on fire. They're just fine and good, which for Oregon State is huge. Again, if Oregon State wanted to offer a coach $95 million to win seven games a year, they should take it because that's above your level. Now, Washington State could go to the, the uh, to the Pac-12 championship game. If Oregon loses and Washington State beats Washington, which they should, Washington State goes to the Pac-12 championship game. Washington State doesn't have a coach. Washington State started this year with all of their headlines about their coach who refused to get vaccinated. Imagine a world in which Nick Rolovich simply gets vaccinated. <laughs> or prior to the year, resigns and says, you know what, there's a mandate. I don't want to comply with it. Uh, I can't be in a position of leadership under these circumstances. I'm out. And they had a coach who doesn't actively sue his former employer, which will not be resolved by the time 
may potentially go to the Rose Bowl. Like, I, I, I got to tell you, like, I don't know any Washington State fans. They seem like a jovial bunch. I, I, I feel like I would be friends with them. Like, they seem like. Uh, I would be very careful there. I believe Washington State is one of those programs where there are two, like, two sets of fan bases. There is the jovial, like, frat boy, you guys are all a lot of fun, let's go drinking. And there's, oh. you don't, yeah, no, yeah. there's the Nazi side. You don't want the Nazi side. Yeah. Uh, Nick Kovic had a lot of support to not get a mandate. That should tell you everything you need to know. Yeah. Uh, so so, so the, um, the, the half of the Washington State fan base that uh, we would like, um, good for you. The half that we don't, uh, sucks to suck. Yeah. Get the vaccine. It's good for you. Um, but so, uh, also Alabama, uh, struggled with Arkansas, but one, I don't really think we need to talk. Oh crap. Did you see this? I just got a push notification. Dan Mullen got fired. Oh, nice. Uh, so congratulations to Florida. Wait, who'd they lose to yesterday? They lost to Missouri. Oh, I did see that. Cause they're five and five against Missouri since Missouri joined the SEC. Yep. Um, so next week, next week, as everybody thought, huge stakes, massive stakes, Florida, Florida State, as God intended. And the winner goes to a bowl game, a yeah. bowl game. Uh, you know, traditionally in the 90s, it was the bowl game. Right. Um, that was just a bowl game. A. Congrats, Mandalorian <laughs> Senior Bowl. <laughs> uh, like, it's like the indefinite article, a bowl game, as opposed to the definite article. Or bowl game. <laughs> Um, so, so, uh, anyways, looking forward to that. That'll be a lot of fun. Um, and Michigan state plays for the greatest trophy in the world next week. We'll talk about it, um, a little bit. Uh, this is a preview, but the, our, our next podcast will be a, a special, um, British friends coming on and talking about a game that they vaguely understand sort of like us talking about soccer. It'll be fun. Um, but as we speak, uh, yeah, I feel like if we should say that we should also shout out the uh, Roar of the Lions guys. So we, yeah. found out, we found out that there is a group of uh, British people who are, for whatever reason, Lions fans, and they have a uh, a podcast. I think it's called Roar of the Lions UK, and their Twitter hand Twitter handle is at R O T L underscore UK. Uh, you should go follow them because there's going to be a lot of back and forth there because as Americans who support Tottenham and are forced to support the Lions, uh, we are going to have a lot of overlapping feelings with our British brethren who chose to support the Lions. Yeah, I guess like it's the same thing. Like they're like, wait, you chose to be a Spurs fan? Yeah, damn it. <laughs> Um, so, so anyways, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about sort of the, the weekend coming up, um, on that Thursday pod, we'll talk about Egg Bowl and Michigan, Ohio State will be, we'll, we'll get a lot of run. Obviously it's a, it's a huge game, Michigan State, Penn State, uh, for the land grant or trophy, um, lots to talk about there, but, um, before we, yeah, I wish so we could ask him to look up the trophy again. <laughs> <laughs> Always funny. Um, but, but before we, we sort of, uh, shift to the, uh, the soccer portion of what we're doing here, um, it is probably worth noting that Tim Boyle uh, played at UConn, started an NFL game, and currently is 13 for 21 for 57 yards and two interceptions. But he's within one score. Uh, they're down three. Yeah. Uh, I'm very dil- diligently watching. Um, oh, right. I feel like we should throw out or uh, shout out the uh, 
I'll say three separate uh, trick trick plays that happened in college football yesterday. Uh, yep. Georgia gave the ball to what's his name Davis. Jordan Davis, uh, three hundred and sixty pound uh, defensive tackle. Yep, for a one yard rush. And if you if you if you can find the video, it's actually really cool. Once because they motioned him into the backfield, he was like an up back at first. So I guess everybody assumed he was going to be the fullback. And then once they motioned him into the backfield and the entire stadium realized what was happening, there's like a, a dull roar that like comes up like, whoa! <laughs> and, uh, UTSA stayed undefeated on a, was it a two-point conversion or a touchdown? No, it was a touchdown. They were down four at the one. Okay. Where uh, they ran a like rollout to the left with a jump ball left-handed toss that – I don't know who they're playing. Got a tip on it, but UAB maybe tipped it directly to the tight end, so they scored to win. And then uh, Arkansas almost closed the gap on a fake field goal where they ran the the uh, tight end ran like a cross, like kind of a stick crossing route from the yep. left side to the right side. And for whatever reason, they rolled the holder to the left side. And he threw it. I don't think he's left-handed. And he just kind of like shot, put it left-handed across his body. And the tight end for Arkansas like reached behind him, grabbed it. Great then, grab. Yeah, no, that was a great catch. Like that only happens once every hundred times. <laughs> so congratulations to Arkansas. You kept it close. Um, so now's, now's probably a good time now that we're, we, we've talked about the Lions losing. Um, Tottenham won a game. Actually, not only did Tottenham win a game, Tottenham got a shot on goal in the second half of a premier league game. It had been six halves without a shot on target for Tottenham Hotspur in premier league games. Now, if you're thinking to yourself, it's probably hard to win games like that. Right. It is. If you're thinking to yourself, wait a minute, Harry Kane is a 90 in FIFA. Isn't he good? Supposed to be. It's not. Um, but, uh, but Tottenham, Tottenham won today. It it was like, uh, the first half was super stressful and annoying and, embittering and then the second half they played well it was great wasn't that interesting do you know it was interesting what so our our favorite he's not french he's american but i think he grew up in spain conrad de la fuente um okay sure (laughs) conrad de la fuente plays for marseille do you remember earlier in the year in where uh, marseille got into a fist fight with a whole bunch of fans sure do and do you remember what started that uh Conrad de la Fuente saying French wine sucked. It does, but no. Um, at us, France. Uh, <laughs> uh, no. It was a fan threw a water bottle at uh, a, a, the Marseille striker, and then he threw it back. And nice. then there was a riot. Two minutes into this game that they played today, well, the two minutes they played today, I'm, I'm, I'm going to preview myself here, Against Lyon, they get a, in the second minute, they get a corner. And that striker goes to take the corner and gets a full water bottle to the ear. Ooh. And like to the ear. Um, and then they walked off the pitch because I imagine in the ear, man. <laughs> that's the second fight club reference of the day. Um, and so we didn't get to see Conrad play, but we did get to see what happens when you throw a bottle at someone who got into a fist fight the last time it happened and they just walked off, which was mature, but you know, having a second malice in the palace in France would have been fun. I don't uh, know. The, 
Yeah, I don't know the French words for that. Marie a la Versailles? I, was, <laughs> I guess... I guess there would be a third. This would be the third for them, right? Like the first one would have been the time that they guillotined all the people who lived at Versailles. That wasn't athletically. That's different. No, no. I don't know. I mean, I, I, you're, you're telling me that, I mean, look, the origin of the French Revolution was actually at a tennis court. That's actually true. I'm, I'm a dear listener. I'm, I'm actually not screwing with you. Like the, the, they made the decision to uh, revolt at a tennis court. Sure. Why not? Yep. Uh, so, uh, elsewhere today, um, uh, let's talk about, uh, did you watch the Liverpool Arsenal game? Liverpool Arsenal game. No, I followed along though. Uh, cause I hit, I hit, what did I have? I had over one and a half, uh, Moda score at any point and Liverpool money line. And I actually chickened out. Originally I had over two and a half Diego Jota to score at any point and money line. And I was like, ah, that seems a little far-fetched. And apparently I would have been right no matter what. You were. Um, I, I want to say this so that I can direct our listeners to the uh, the Touchline uh, Fraca fight card between Cop and Fraca and Touchy Gooners. Um, those are our sister podcasts that uh, represent Liverpool and Arsenal respectively. Um, no, and <laughs> and uh, in the lead up, uh, eight of the 11 players that they felt were the best players on the, on the field were uh, Arsenal players. So if you want to just go at uh, the touchy gooners and be like, y'all, come on now. <laughs> what? Yeah, it was, it was fun. Um, Would one current Arsenal player start in Liverpool 11? Yes. I think that, I think that, uh, uh, well, I don't know. No, outside of uh, TAA and Van Dijk, I think you're going to have, there's probably some defender. I don't know. Do you think that Ben White is better than Joel Mat- Matip? I don't. I, I guess left back. I, I guess Arsenal's left back to Nuno Tavares is probably better than whoever they're rolling out uh, for, for, uh, for Liverpool. Um, but in any event, that was funny. You should do more of that. Um Our boy, Josh Sargent didn't start in the Premier League, but he got on in a game that Norwich Say it with me. One. That's uh, right, everybody. Their second win of the season. Um, Sergeant played fine. He's probably just a winger at this point. Um, he doesn't seem to ever play in the middle, and he doesn't score goals. So, like, at a certain point, like, definitions are meaningless and positions are meaningless. So, um, always meaningless. Yes, always. Um, also, uh, Bayern lost to, to, on, on Friday to Augsburg in a game that like, I feel like if I were able to pay attention to that game, I was working, I was, I was at a, a client meeting at the time. I would have yep. laughed a lot. Um, yep. But you know where, where, where else you can laugh a lot in this ad break. I have no idea if we got an ad into that one. We, we seem to be having a problem with the second ad break. Uh, if it did get in great. Good for us. If not, um, well, it's probably my fault. It was hundred percent your fault. Uh do we want to talk about, do we want updates on the fact that I um, am apparently the best EPL picker in ESPN? Yeah, let's do that. So, uh, dear listeners, a little bit of backstory here. Um, our, our dear friend, uh, Stumpy, lives in a state that allows gambling. Um, and so prior to that, he lived in a state that didn't allow gambling. So for his gambling... Uh, fix. Fix. That's the right, that's the right word. Uh get it because like fix fixing games gambling anyways 
Um, so the uh, he used to to pick EPL games on ESPN, and after like the what was it like the eighth week, you sent it to to Angus and I, and you're like, hey, I I'm like good at this, and you were like in the top ten or something. I'll let yeah, I'll let you take it from here. Like, I started sending to you guys when I was in like the top uh, thousand, and then I like slowly ticked up. And I've been number one now for, well, last week was an international break. So it's been three weeks. We'll uh, take it. Yeah, Again. no, I'm increasing my lead. I, I'm 70 and 50 on the year, uh, which is pretty good. I got six of the 10 right this week, including two buys. Um, and then I've also began putting, I put $10 on the money line for every, for every match. Uh, and then I kind of do some weird things after that. And I did, so I was six for six and four on money line this, this week. And I lost, or I won the uh, parlay game with Liverpool, Liverpool. That I talked about, and I lost because Everton was such an underdog to Man City. I put a dollar on them and I lost that. Yeah, that'll happen. So uh, going forward um, on, on Thursday evenings, uh, we'll try to remember everybody who listens to this podcast know that whenever we make promises, uh, eh, sometimes, um, we will try on Thursday nights to uh, give you Stumpy's picks of the week. Um, and just to be clear here, um, if you followed Stumpy's picks, if we had given out Stumpy's picks to this point, you would be hitting at about a 59% clip. To those of you who don't gamble, hitting at 59% would make you the best gambler in Vegas. So I don't know because I don't, I haven't put this in yet. I have to do, uh, I have to put it into the, like a spreadsheet or something, I have to track based on what I'm actually winning. Since I'm just doing mini money lines and a lot of times I'm picking the favorites, I'm not necessarily winning a lot of money. I'm just winning. So I have to make sure that I am actually making, I think I'm making money, but I am, I am picking at like a 50 at almost a 60% clip, which is kind of weird. So that's, that's something that we, we will provide to you, dear listeners, um, free of charge uh, going forward. Um, Next week, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have those out Thursday night. Thursday night is Thanksgiving in America. Uh, for those of you who are listening from abroad, basically it's like a holiday where we uh, get fat, eat turkey and watch football. Is th- what else is there to Thanksgiving? Uh, so I might actually, Kevin is going and I might go to the Rapids uh, match. It depends on, Kevin's definitely going regardless of who they play. I will be going if they play... Minnesota United. Is there a reason why you would be going if they played Minnesota United? The pod, Baker Cronin uh, is the head athletic trainer for Minnesota United. So we might actually get some uh, in-depth analysis from somebody who is very good at taping ankles. Uh, and, you know, what else is there to, to, to sports other than taping ankles? Um, right. So the, uh, so, so we'll have those up uh, Thanksgiving evening, just in time for you to settle in and, uh, have that sandwich of leftover turkey and watch the egg bowl. Um, my family eats Thanksgiving dinner at dinner time. Uh, we recently learned that that is not a normal thing. Um, yeah, people eat Thanksgiving dinner at like one thirty in the afternoon. Yeah, didn't know that. Um, I, I, uh, I, because apparently that's also the time you eat Christmas dinner and Easter dinner. Uh, well, Easter is usually like a brunch thing. No, oh. right? Eggs. Got it. Okay. Well, also you go to church and you go to brunch. Yes, <laughs> it's an egg joke. I got egg bowl. <laughs> um, so, so as you're you're settling in to uh, to watch the egg bowl, which annually is worth watching. Like I can tell you, the only football game, the only football game that my father in law 
has ever watched was the was the was the 2019 Egg Bowl because we were hosting Thanksgiving. Um, my wife and I. Um, she was pregnant at the time, so we didn't want to go anywhere. We hosted Thanksgiving. We get done with dinner. It's like 7:30 in New York, and um, you know, like we had, I'd been, you know, me and my father-in-law had been drinking. My wife didn't because she was pregnant, um, and like he wasn't going anywhere. So I was like, uh, I'm gonna watch this football game. You want to watch with me? And he was like. Yeah, sure. But imagine that. Yeah, sure. And then Russian accent. Um, playing football to you playing football to Papa Cha. See. Um, <laughs> da. Um, and so, so he watched this game. And like, I obviously, like, you know, like, you know, certain games are going to be dumb, but you don't know that certain games are going to be historically dumb. This man, the only college football game he's ever watched the entirety of was the Egg Bowl in which uh, Elijah Moore peed on the field. Yeah, right. And trying to, I'm like, look, football's a confusing game to explain to people who don't grow up with it as is. Imagine trying to explain why three people lost their jobs because an 18-year-old pretended to be a dog peeing on the field. He was like 20. Fine. A 20-year-old. That makes it better. (laughs) A 20-year-old pretended to be a dog urinating on the field. Yeah, but it also unfortunately, co- I think uh, it cost him a round in the NFL draft, which probably cost him like $4 million, something like that. Oh, his punishment was way more severe than, than losing $4 million. He had to go to the Jets. He has to play for the Jets. Yeah, that didn't happen. <laughs> Dude, you want to go, like, Elijah Moore's life changed the moment that he decided to mind peeing on the field. And his punishment, because look, you can believe in God, not believe in God, karma, cosmic, whatever. Uh, there was that one show that said we didn't know what the word for karma was until like the 1990s. So back then we just called it shit that comes around to bite you in the ass. Well, Elijah Moore did something funny and now he has to play his quarterback today in the year of Tim Tebow's Lord 2021 is Joe Flacco. And that wasn't like a necessity. That was a conscious decision. They're like, oh, the Dolphins blitz a lot. Flacco's the best against the blitz. Say, like, sir, Flacco is 41 years old. You need to find somebody else. I, I love the theory behind that. Where, like, on, on the Monday of game week, uh, if you're a coach playing the Dolphins, just be like, um, <clears throat> we will be blitzing a lot this week. We will be bringing a lot of pressure. Um, please do not play the better quarterback you have. Play the worst quarterback you have. We will be blitzing <laughs> every single down. Please don't play Joe Flacco. We're very afraid of Joe Flacco. We don't want Joe Flacco. He'll certainly get the ball to checks notes. Jamison Crowder 13 times. <laughs> um, so so anyways, uh that uh, did anything else happen in the uh the round ball? Uh no, nothing really. I mean, <laughs> Ola is gonna be fired. Yeah, oh right. Oh no, no, he's out. He's he he oh, oh he I, I forgot to, to send you this. That's my fault. Um, because I was at the park this morning and I got, I, I saw it uh, from friend of the pod, uh, Graham. They, they did an exit interview on their Twitter. Like, like, you know how, like normally when like live, I, I don't know if it was live or recorded, but like, there's a video of like them interviewing him and him being like, thank you so much, blah, blah, blah. Like normally it's like a coach to like, do a notes message like, oh, thank you so much for my time at Old Trafford, blah, blah, blah. They had him sit down for it. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Um, oh, yeah, and Christian Pulisic's vertical. Yeah, but that was a tap-in. Still counts. 
Uh, I mean, the funniest thing is definitely Ole. It's definitely Man U getting blown out four one by Watford, and then Ole getting sacked. So, did you see what Bruno did? <laughs> Screamed, "I'm free! I'm free!" Thank God at last. <laughs> no, that would be funny. But no, what he did was he um he like after the game, like they always go to the supporter section. It's like a college football sing the fight song thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the the supporters were obviously like jeering Ole. Um, all. I mean, so sure. All, all got, all got, all not gonna work here anymore. <laughs> I stole that from someone on Twitter. I'm not that clever. Um, but anyways, so like they were booing him. Mike and, Judge. No, somebody stole it from Mike Judge on Twitter. <laughs> um, and Bruno was like, like miming, like it's not his fault. It, we're the ones who suck, which is another Mike Judge joke. Yeah. Um, so that was that was probably my fa- my my favorite thing that happened there. Um, and I guess I guess the the only other thing of note is that uh, uh, Serginho Dest was back back in training for Barcelona. So hopefully he'll be he'll be. Well, back. I guess they did. Uh, Xavi got his first win too. I mean it was Espanol, but yeah. I mean, great, good job, Xavi. You, you, well, you know what? You're better than Komen. Yeah, like <laughs> that is kind of a good job, man. The past couple of years, it's a low bar. Well, whatever. <laughs> um, thank you so much uh, for for sticking with us, dear friends. Uh, we didn't have any guests, so I don't have any Twitter names to remember, and I don't have to pretend like I uh, know who's going to be on or not going to be on because apparently I'm bad at it. Uh, you can find Stumpy uh, on Twitter at Mr Mojo Rising eighty nine. Um, you can find me on Twitter and all of us on Twitter at TLS underscore N underscore TDS. I, uh, I say that you can find me there because I don't tweet from my personal account ever because um, I forget to. So I'll like tag myself as if I'm going to respond and I don't because I don't switch between accounts. Uh, you can, uh, we'll be back later this week with like a, probably an early, we'll, we'll probably drop early, probably Tuesday night um, so that you can listen to it in preparation for the Thanksgiving games. We don't think anybody's going to listen to us on Thanksgiving because, you know, why would you? Um, but Turkey trots, 5K. Yeah, yeah. You can listen to our our voices during the turkey trot. Um, but what you can't do during the turkey trot is find us on Instagram. That's not up yet. We'll have that up and running shortly. We promise. Um, special thank you to our sponsors, whoever they might be, as well as Smith Force Management Group. Um, special thank you to uh, all of the dogs over at Stumpy's house. Sometimes you hear them. They're they're good dogs. Uh, and a special thank you to you, the listener. Uh, we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So please like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, um, give us five stars, all that other fun stuff. Uh, and we'll see you next time. Thanks so much. Podcast Network.